Hey y'all, and welcome to the Woman Amidst podcast. I wanted to start out today telling you about one of our amazing sponsors here. If you have been following at all, and you know my family, you know we love to adventure with our kids, Um, but Cal is a two-year-old and at the age where he's super independent and hikes look a lot different these days. We have a ton of fun trips planned and some great hikes we wanna do, but how do you do that with a toddler who wants to walk? But let's be real, he's not gonna make it that far. So this is why I'm so excited to tell you guys about Trail Magic. As you may have heard, um, we only work with brands that we really believe in, and I think that you guys would really benefit, and Trail Magic is one of those. They are a mom-and-pop small business, but they also are passionate about adventuring with their kids, and not just when they're old enough or it's easy, but whatever stage you're in. So Trail Magic carriers are They fold up really small, they don't weigh more than an ounce, and you just clip them onto the front of your back or your your backpack or your carrier so your little one can go in and out. I just love gear that makes adventuring with your kids easier, and this is one of them. So head to the site, use the code KATIERAY10 for 10% off your purchase. I know you guys are gonna love your Trail Magic carrier. Hey y'all, welcome to the Woman Amidst podcast. This is Katie Ray, your host. Um, it's so good to have you guys here. It's been a long time <laughs> and I have been anxiously awaiting coming back and starting this again, um, mostly because so much is happening, but also because I feel like I am learning a lot. Um so, but let's let's start from the beginning. So, I'm Katie Ray. If you guys are new here, uh, the Woman Amidst podcast is really just a space where we come to hear women's stories and share about what life is like actually living in the middle, in the midst of our struggles. Um, when I started this two years ago, alongside a good friend of mine, Haley, um, who is no longer a part of this, but a huge supporter of the Woman Amidst and an occasional presence here. But when we first started it, it was um, under this idea that I felt like everyone I was hearing from, whether it's influencers or celebrities or kind of the louder voices, as you will, in the world, it was always like they had arrived, right? They are speaking from their source of wisdom to the rest of us who are not there. Um, And while I do think it is so valuable to get insight from people as they are further along the road from us and how they've gotten there, and that is surely what we will be doing here, um, I think it's really valuable to say that no one's got it figured out. We're all in the middle. I think a lot in life about this analogy of us like on a hike. I love hiking. We do it a lot with my family. And there are points where you are going up a switchback and it hurts and it burns and all you can think about is the mountaintop. But if that's what you dwell on, you miss the good along the way. And so that's what this podcast is about. It's just a ed- highlighting adventurous and beautiful stories of women who are doing that. Um, we don't have it together, whether we're moms or single or working or not or whatever you're doing in life um, specifically it's tailored toward women because that's where I'm coming from and while I do love the men in the world and I do think there's a place uh, for men to glean from this podcast I um, I really feel like this struggle is unique to women in the way that there are certain obstacles that only we can face and so that's where this uh, podcast is specified towards so I'm so glad that you're here. Um, As you tune in, you will hear stories from other women that I interview. Sometimes you'll hear just really just raw conversation. Um, I'm not looking to like 
script, some huge piece of advice to give you. Um, I want this to be conversation, like you're sitting down having coffee with me. So that's what this is. So here, there's your intro of the woman amidst what the heart of it has been all along. Um, we've transitioned and kind of had some different ebbs and flows into what it's become. But as of today, it is me on this podcast, Katie Ray, and um, yeah, just here sharing women's stories and my own stories of how we can live faithfully, fruitfully, um, beautifully, and joyfully in the middle in the middle of the mess because let's be real, let's, we're all in it. Um, so, uh, so you guys can get to know me a little bit more. I'm Katie Ray. I am currently living in Australia with my husband and my two kids. I'm from the U.S. though. Um, I have a two-year-old named Callahan who is firecracker, and then our sweet little Quinn is seven months old as of yesterday, which is crazy. Can't believe she's already seven months. Um, Whoa, that's really just hitting me. That went by so fast. Um, yeah, so Quinn is seven months, and we are actually a part of the military. We're part of the Air Force, and we are here in, on an exchange. So for around-ish three years, could be longer, probably won't be less, um, and we are we are so excited for this adventure. So that's like where a lot of the desire for this podcast kind of stemmed from is, um, I mean, not just, you know the podcast in general, but just my whole trajectory in life is wanting to continue to take on adventure, even in motherhood where it's hard and it's challenging. And like, how do I say yes to the challenge? How do I say yes to things that are good when they know they're going to be uncomfortable? And so I am here. I'm 32. I am a mother and I'm a photographer and a storyteller. And I spend a lot of my days making baked oatmeal and changing diapers. And I feel like a lot of times I'm torn between this dichotomy of I'm I'm really, I am living my dreams almost. Like I am a mom and I am a photographer Um and I'm doing it, and yet there is this subtle discontentment, right? Um, and I and I don't say that like it's a good thing. I don't want to feel that way, but I just feel like so many of us feel that, right? Um, whether we are single and traveling the world, but we long for romance and love, or whether we are older and have already raised our babies and lived beautifully, but we still long for the purpose of those who are in their 20s or we're knee deep in diapers and dummies, which is what they call pacifiers in Australia. So I should say nappies and dummies, but we dream of like taking off and jet setting or just dream of being great moms and feel like we're constantly falling short. Um, I actually got to have some amazing conversations with some friends this morning and just realizing that a lot there's this like pressure on women in particular to want and be able to do it all right like to be amazing wives who are domestic who can take care of a house and cook well and raise babies but also have a high paying job that creates and influences other while all feeling free and fit and having great bodies and uh, there's just like a lot of pressure And what I found in my own life and through this podcast is I just feel like so many of the women I know are falling short. Like we haven't quite reached that thing yet. So therefore, we are not enough. We have not done it. It's not quite good enough. Um, Anyway, so I'm like kind of all wrapping this in with who I am and what this podcast is about. But I just so strongly resonate with this. Like how do we 
yeah, how do we go back to that mountaintop analogy? You know, like how do we find the euphoria in the valley? Like, or find joy when we're grieving or, um, yeah. And a lot of that comes from faith, which is like the background of a lot of this story, but alongside of the spiritual, how do we believe and live out the faith that's right in front of us? Like in our daily choices, actions, disciplines, physical manifestations that lead us to change in perspective. Um, so that's what this podcast is, um, taking a little bit longer to kind of talk about myself and what you guys can expect from this. But, um, I really want you to feel free to have an invitation to sit down here in conversation with me and some of my friends and, and those I'm lucky enough to learn from as I am figuring this out because, um, I felt like this has been so raw to come into the woman amidst again because I like was telling my husband, I don't even know if I should do this because I haven't figured it out, right? I feel like I've been really emotional in this move and this big transition. Um, but that's what this is about. It's not about me having perfected it. It's about us coming alongside each other, saying yes to what's uncomfortable And really letting ourselves sit in the process and enjoy it. And then when we see a friend who's struggling alongside us, sitting with them. And so that's what I'm here to do is just sit with each other as we learn and grow and hopefully get to live out really beautifully adventurous lives that are not complete and kind of messy. And we will fail and we will have issues, but they can still be really beautiful. Um, So that leads me to this first episode. It's short and sweet, but hopefully it will um, give you guys kind of insight into my heart and a lot of what this podcast will be about. Um, But today I just really wanted to share with you guys some of the lessons I've learned from moving overseas. So it's been about three months since we packed up our bags and moved to uh, um, Australia from Utah, which we loved living in Utah. It was a bit of a weird season because of COVID and having two babies in three years. Um, But we really, really loved it. Um, But we spent the last few months literally living out of a few suitcases because we were supposed to have stuff that arrived in July and it's September and it's still not here. But we are making it and we've lived in friends' basements and hotels and airplanes and slept in a lot of mattresses on the floor. And we now live in Australia, um, which has literally been an opportunity of a lifetime. Like I think it was four years ago now that we are in Arizona and we actually were in a squadron in the military, which is like your group, your work group, whatever you guys might know, might know the term or not, but we were with a lot of Australians and we left and we were like, that would be the dream assignment. And here we are, we're doing it. So like I start this to say, that we are living out our literal dream at the beach. If you know, don't know Nick and myself, Nick is my husband, we like love the beach. We could be covered head to toe in sand every day and be perfectly fine with it. Um, like when I was little, my mom said that I used to just like bury myself in the sand at the beach because I loved it so much. I wanted to be a marine biologist and do underwater photography. And so a lot of what we're doing is a dream right now with our two kids. Like, this is what people dream of. I'm saying it again. But it's also the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. Um, I was talking to my friend Bailey, and we both were agreeing about some seasons of life that we've been in. And I was, um, yeah, what we were saying is just like, we've been through, or I've been through, like emotional trauma before. But this is the most physically 
like hard thing I've ever done. And it's not just moving across the world. It's also just motherhood. It's just like transitioning to two kids and life and time being limited and wanting still my dream things, but not having them. Um, But the move across the world is, is like the biggest piece of that, obviously, and has been really uncomfortable for a lot of reasons. This opportunity first arose, came out here. I actually said no. Um, well, I didn't say no, but I said no to my husband. I was like, yes, that's a dream. But I was I was scared of the discomfort, um, which isn't like a part of moving out here that I've told people often. But we both agreed, like, despite the hard, we can't say no to something like this. Um, and this is like a major theme in life is trying to not... Um, Maybe this will be my first lesson for you guys, even though it wasn't on my list. So there'll be eight instead of seven. Surprise. Um, The beauty of unscripted podcasting. Um, Yeah, first lesson is to not avoid discomfort. I feel like that is... That was the driving factor of moving here and why I was scared and we almost missed out on this. Um was because I was afraid of being uncomfortable. And I feel like there there's obviously place and wisdom that says don't move forward in things at times and the discomfort is a part of those. But I think a lot of the times, if we want anything good, it will feel uncomfortable. I was working out recently and I had that thought because um, I'm like postpartum trying to get back into the shape that feels good for me. And while I do think that it's important to have a heart change in that and accept my motherhood body, I also think that discipline is really healthy and good and working out brings a lot of joy. Like physically, God made working out to give us endorphins. So in my mind, I'm like, that clues it in that we should be doing it. Okay, great. Not something to obsess over, but like very clearly it should be a part of our lives. Anyways, moving on. So I was doing that and I was like, man, how many times in my life have I started a workout regimen, routine, discipline, whatever, and then I fall off the bandwagon and then I'm kind of always back at the beginning. And I was like, I have to be willing to make some like bigger lifestyle changes so that I don't have to keep like starting at the starting block, which my husband and I have done. And it's felt really good just like making exercise a part of our everyday routine but I just feel like that in a lot of life. Like we might see goals that we have, but it's the discomfort that keeps us from the discipline. It's the fact that we know that it's going to be painful that keeps us from the beautiful journey, right? The mountaintop views, the getting to experience some of the things we want to experience in life. And so that's been like my number one lesson in all this and whether it translates to me or even how I parent my kids. Um, Man, that's been a huge one in parenting. Like, it's not my job to keep them from being uncomfortable. It's my job to keep them safe and loved. But that doesn't mean that they'll be, it will always be comfortable for them. And, and I don't have to remedy that. They're going to be uncomfortable sometimes. So that's been my first lesson, um, which kind of leads to the second lesson. Like, if you are choosing uncomfortable things, you cannot avoid something new without it being messy, which means you will fail at things. You will cry probably, unless you're not a crier, and then maybe you should cry. So, um, which I'm talking to myself here. You, 
yeah, you will have hard moments that don't feel good, right? You can't enter into the uncomfortable that leads to the great things without a little bit of mess, without messing up. You will not do it perfectly. I don't care who you are. I have some amazingly capable people in my life and they all make mistakes because we're human. And the sooner we can let go of the fact that it has to be done perfectly for it to be done at all, the more we will enjoy the process of it. There's this podcast that when we first started this podcast, it was like such an inspiration to me by Brene Brown. I'll try to link it for you guys. But she talked about how she talked about this. And I was like, this was a huge factor in me starting a podcast. Because I was like, I feel like I should be like an influential person to start a podcast or have more Instagram followers or know what I'm doing. And I didn't. I kind of bumbled around and fumbled around. But it led to where I am today and it's brought me a lot of joy and I've learned in the process. And um, I actually, so living in Australia, uh, like a goal of mine in life was to know how to surf and we're here. So it's like, let's do this, which I was really nervous to at first because I'm like, I'm a 32 year old woman. I think I might've missed that boat, but my friend here who is a great surfer, she was like, it's never too late to start something you could love. So do it. So here I am, 32, starting to learn to surf, and I look like such an amateur. Like, it is so comical. It's the most humbling thing. Um, But my husband got me lessons, which was awesome because I got to go out one-on-one with someone for two hours and just, like, work through some of the, like, basics with someone who could take the time and really work through them with me, which I so needed. Um, And we were talking about surfing and how he learned, and he was like, you can't learn to surf without, like, just trial by error it's going out there in the water and not knowing how to watch or like ride or like watch and catch a wave and then getting out there for two hours and not catching a single one but you learned how to watch them a little bit better and you felt more comfortable in the water so next time you'll know a little bit more and I think that's just how life is um You have to be willing to do it and learn and mess up and get beaten up and cry a little bit, but that's how we do it. That is humanity. That is how we grow and learn, and those are the good parts. You have to be willing to get messy, to show up somewhere with your kids who poop out of their clothes and you don't have a change of clothes, and but you're there. And next time, you'll do better and you remember that change of clothes, or you won't, but you keep showing up and you keep going and you learn how to do it better. I feel like I've talked to so many women who are like, I am scared to do this because I've never done it, or I'm scared to do our first plane ride with our child. It's going to be terrifying. And my, my advice to people is always, the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll become. It'll become, it's, it's a muscle memory right? You have to do it to be comfortable and it will be messy in the doing. Like you just can't show up and know how to perfectly do it. So that leads to lesson number three, um, communication, (laughs) like, oh man, communication has just been one of the biggest things, whether it's communicating to my husband or other people. Um, so I like hate being vulnerable and telling people what I need. But at the same time, I have realized how much in this process process I desperately want people to come around me and take care of me. Um, whether it's just like a comforting word or th- that someone's thinking of me. Um, sometimes it feels exhausting to talk on the phone, but like, you know, you just want people to see you and to go, wow, what you're doing is hard. Um, and, but the thing is, people aren't mind readers and 
people have stuff going on in their own lives. So it's my responsibility to tell the people who love me where I'm at. Um, so for example, like just even texting some of my friends, which I've definitely done in this process and been like, Hey, I don't want to talk on the phone because that seems like a lot right now. Um, but I'm struggling and I need you to pray for me. And that in itself has been huge or saying like for Nick, I literally made a list. I was like, I foresee this being hard. Here's some things that I need to feel loved. Like it's not while I will definitely take a spa day. It's not just a spa day. Like I just want encouragement and to be seen. That's really it. So, but you have to communicate that. Um, so like with Nick, I like made a shared note that's on our phone that I can go and update and vice versa. So that, um, that I feel like is really huge. It's just like that communication piece. So lesson number four, um, finding community and finding it fast has been huge. So whether like you're listening to this and you're in a big transition, whether like whatever it is, I just think people make or break life, right? Surround yourself with good people and they don't have to be forever friends. I feel like so many of my friends who are kind of in my stage of life have all said the same things that like when transition came up, whether you're like entering a new workspace or like new, any type of new friend group, there's always this like idea that you have to make these deep, long lasting best friends, which you may or may not already have in your life, but you don't always need those. But just reciprocal relationships is what we need. And they might be seasonal. They might be forever. You may not know yet, but I do think finding them quickly is important. Um, The first week that we got here, we went to church. And literally that week, I made several friends who have become my closer friends here. And I feel like that's something I've had to learn for a long time because it's easy to say no to things. It's so easy to be tired and not want to show up to the event or to the pizza night where you can grab beer with a bunch of people from church or to the play group or the mom's group um, or meeting up with a girl, like for a girl's night. Like those things are really hard and you may not be extroverted, but they will make the difference finding a few friends you can even just spend time with. Um, I just think that that is really, really important. So lesson number five, um, this is such a funny one that I put on the list, but I do think it's really important. But just um, we've had so many days here where I have been like, I can't do this. This is so hard. Um, I don't want to like get into all the detail of it, but just I think I mean, the last seven months of our time has looked like me having a baby. My husband was gone while well, he had like a really big upgrade for his flying. So he was gone a ton on the day to day. Like he only got one week paternity leave. So that felt kind of hard. And then um, and then he was gone for like about six weeks and then another two weeks. So eight weeks. And then we moved and then he's been gone since then. And like, we don't, we're obviously living across the world and it's been expensive to get childcare and getting that like break or relief has felt like a lot. And not just for me, but for my kids too. Like, I think all of us have felt run down. Um, and so when, on, when there are days that are really hard, whether it's like a kid is crying and they can't get a hold of themselves or I am having a really hard time, take a shower. Or jump in the ocean or stand in the sunshine. Literally, I just like have to make a physiological change of my environment. 
a lot of times it does look like the shower because I can like take the kids in there and they'll just play or not hold Quinn and then I'll just take 10 minutes um, but jumping in the ocean feels really good even if it's cold and then like we're like sunshine just like any type of change do it that minute don't wait don't think about it go um, yeah just like that fresh start I think is huge so lesson number six um, it's just holding on and holding fast to some of the basics of discipline in your life um, I know in like big times of transition, it's really hard to have a routine. <sighs> yeah, that has been like the biggest issue. But um, I do think that a lot of times like we, what we really need in transition is just like that peace in chaos, you know, and I do believe that comes from the Lord. But I also think that we've been given some physiological gifts that create that, like working out what I talked about earlier, eating well drinking less coffee or alcohol um if you're going through big changes and it's hard start there like I feel like that to me I have thought this a lot as I'm like doing mental health checks in this move is like okay I'm having a hard time how is my sleep how is my eating how is my exercise how are my nutrients and if those aren't in check then I need to start there before I start jumping to conclusions about having bigger issues and while I do think that mental health like coincides outside those things. If you aren't able to get those in check, then you like go to that next phase. But that's been a great starting block for me when I start to feel like things are out of control and there's been a big change, you know. Um, yeah, so start with the basics. That's pretty much it. And then lesson seven expecting things to not go as planned. Um, I am such a sucker for things being perfect and optimistic and good. I will like see the silver lining till the end of the days. Um, But I think with that, sometimes I then get like blindsided by my expectations not being met but they just won't like in military life it's quite common to do that like it is an ongoing joke that you like don't believe anything about what's going to happen until it's like right in front of you um which I kind of hate that that is the mentality but I'm not going to go there right now on that rant um but outside the military I think that's just like if there's any big change happening in your life we really want to set up the transition to be as big and smooth as possible but it's just not always it's just not always going to happen. So I think that having some expectations that change is going to happen is huge. For example, our stuff getting lost in Qatar. Like we've been living out of a suitcase for three months. We were supposed to have our stuff in July and it's September. And this week they were like, it's going to be here this week. And now it could be another three weeks. And I am disappointed by that. But I also have to be like, you know what? It's okay. I have to be flexible. Um, it's the key to getting through big change like this. So, um, and lesson number eight, because there are eight now, not seven, um, is just looking for the good and small things. So like kind of the opposite side of that is something that I feel really passionate about, which is like finding that silver lining. Like sometimes life is just good and the blessings are right in front of you. And sometimes they're really hard to see. And that's how I felt recently. It's hard to always see the good. Um, Like when it's been raining a ton and we got here and it was winter and it rained for like two weeks straight or some of my friends who've moved to Alaska and then it's dark for half the year and you can't go outside and do the things you love or you can't afford a babysitter because finances are tight or you're just like living in the in-between 
or you can't stop arguing with your spouse or your toddler's being a toddler or you wish your body was different or whatever it is. And I, um, I'm all about being positive, but I also don't think we have to always love what we don't love, right? For example, if I'm not eating well or exercising and I don't love how I feel or look, I want to change it for sure. Um, but in the middle of it, we can find something good. I feel like there's like this extreme, like either we put on this facade that everything's good. I love myself exactly where it is. Love you, love everything. Or it's like this negative. And I just feel like there's a way to be realistic, but also see the good and the small victories, whether it's the morning walk you went on and how it made your body feel or the fun meal that you had that you enjoyed or those small moments. I just, whether it's getting a pen and paper out and literally tangibly writing them out, which has been huge for me, um, or, or whatever it is. And if, if you can't find the good in itself, look outside of yourself for good. So like one of the things that has been huge in this move, because I've had a hard time really connecting faith wise and have been, yeah, just like working through a lot of that during this move, um, which I think is a good thing to ask questions about faith because it should lead us closer to Christ as we get to know him um, instead of just all accepting as is. And But it's been hard and I have been like just writing scripture of who God is and what faith is and like leaving them around the house because I just need that reminder. I can't always find it on my own. I like don't always feel like I have the energy to muster up these really positive thoughts because some days have just felt hard, even though I know there's good in front of me. Just because we know it's there doesn't mean that we feel it's there. So sometimes just like having those tangible reminders has made all the difference. Um, okay, so those are my eight lessons of moving across the world, whether you are in a big transition yourself or... Um, or you are just curious what it's been like for me, there's like a little a little insight um, into the things that I've been learning and really like some truths that I've been holding on to in this move. Um, yeah, so where we're at now is that we're in a house and we love it and life is starting to be feel so much better just because it's even uh, spring is coming, which means beach weather is coming. And we're really excited about some of the adventures we have coming up. So those are all the positive and the good things in the midst of some of the hard, like our stuff isn't here yet. We have like our shipment coming the next few weeks and then the rest of our stuff will probably be here at the end of the year, but we are holding on and really excited to be able to have some routine in our life, which enables me to do things like get this podcast going. So on that note, I'm really glad that you guys showed up today for episode one of the new season of The Woman Emits. Um, I have some really exciting podcasts coming up. As always, if you guys have suggestions of future topics, if you would like to be on the podcast or you know someone who would be great on the podcast, just reach out um, on Instagram is a great place. Um, to connect. And if you like this podcast, a way to help it be seen by other people who might want to be a part of this community is by giving us a five-star rating or subscribing to The Woman Amidst. So thanks so much for being here. We are thankful for you guys and hope that you have a great day. Bye.